0: We are here at... Uh, must I look? Just there. look straight into the lens, bro. We are here at uh, MNU head office, Department of Alien Affairs. My name is Vikas van Amarva, And behind me, you can see other alien affairs workers. And what we do here at this department is we try to engage with the prawn on behalf of MNU and on behalf of humans. Now, to everyone's surprise, the ship didn't come to a stopover at Manhattan... Washington or Chicago, but instead coasted to a halt directly over the city of Johannesburg. The doors didn't open for three months. It just hovered there, nobody could get in. And they eventually decided, after much deliberation, that the best thing to do would be to physically cut their way in. Uh, we
1: need a drone, yeah? We were on the verge of first contact. The whole world was watching. Some more light. Expecting, I, I don't know, music from heaven and bright shining lights.
0: There's a lot of moisture in here. Go, go oh, my God. Oh, The creatures were extremely malnourished. They were very unhealthy. They seemed to be aimless. There was a lot of international pressure on us at the time. The entire world was looking at Johannesburg, so we had to do the right thing. The government then established an aid group that started to ferry the aliens to a temporary camp that was set up just beneath the ship.
1: We didn't have a plan. There was a million of them. So what was a temporary holding zone soon became fenced, became militarized, and before we knew it, it was a slum.
2: Hey everyone and welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. I'm Jason. I'm Red. And this week we are discussing Neil Blokamp's deep look at the psyche of humanity starting Charlto Copley, Jason Cope, and David James. It's 2009's District 9. But first let's uh, discuss some sci-fi news. What do you got this week? Sci-fi
1: news, I'm going to let you go first because I'm doing some check on the fly. (laughs) You're going to let me go first? Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, uh, one of the things that I have is it looks like James Gunn, who was axed by Disney and was slated to, I guess, write and direct um, the third Guardians of the Galaxy that will not happen under James Gunn's watch, will actually be working on Warner Brothers DC's Suicide Squad sequel. Oh. So uh, they got him slated for that. So I'm actually really interested to see what he does with the Suicide Squad because while the first movie was okay, um, it it could have been better. Uh, it could have been a lot better without the Joker, But um, and I love Harley Quinn in it. I thought she did a great job. I love Will Smith's uh, Deadshot in that. He did a great well, job. Well, how could
1: you do the... What What was wrong with Joker? I watched that just, just the other day.
2: I don't like Jared Leto's Joker.
1: Because it made kind of sense that you'd have the Joker in there with Harley.
2: Sure. I don't like Jared kind of Leto's as, as Joker. Yeah, I just don't like his Joker. It's... Oh. I just... Uh, it It detracted from the movie. It was... It was not about the Suicide Squad. It was about... The Joker rescuing Harley in the suicide. I don't know. It, I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> Good enough for me. Um, Let's see. What else do I have? Oh, I had one more in here. Sorry, my notes are a mess this week. It's It's been a hell of a week, so.
1: It has been kind of an interesting
2: Oh, Star Trek Dis- uh, Discovery season two trailer is out. I haven't seen that yet, so I uh, figured you would—you would have already seen that. No, no,
1: <laughs> wrote it off. I'm not going to waste my time with that until they take it off of pay-per-view. Oh right.
2: Um, I guess that's all I've got this week.
1: Well, the only two things—I mean, one—I was just going to mention. I don't know if I'd call it news so much, but I—I um, I have been told. I haven't seen it yet, but I have been told that the new Predator movie, the latest incarnation of Predator, was very well received. Oh, good. That it's—that it's a good film. That it's not as good as others. You know, there's always somebody being a little bit critical, but that it's definitely uh, a red boxer. If you haven't seen it at the at the movie theaters. And I am looking forward to seeing. And you know, some people would say this is not sci-fi, but I'm I'm going along canon. I'm looking forward to seeing the new Venom movie because, in my little mind, Venom is sci-fi because that symbiote suit came not of this earth.
2: It didn't come of this earth. You are correct. Um, it's it's still a superhero movie. I mean, if you if you'll remember. The first uh the first person that got the symbiote suit was Peter Parker and he used
1: it as a yes. Spider-Man suit after that. So, yes. But I am I've heard too good. I've heard uh from from a couple of reliable sources that the Venom movie is good and the Predator movie is good and I am anxious for them to arrive at Redbox because I can't hold my my water in a movie theater.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've I I heard I've heard mixed reviews on Venom. So, I'm definitely gonna wait till it comes out on disc. I was I wasn't yeah. really keen on seeing Venom in a movie by himself. Uh, because Venom Venom is is just basically it's the symbiote enhancing Eddie Brock's just salacious nature. Yeah. At least in the comics. So I, I I'm not sure why they kind of created this protagonist form of it for a movie but again i haven't seen the movie is but he I'm protagonist not in the movie
1: yeah i would think I thought so. it was a bad guy movie like like uh uh um hannibal well it might be
2: i from the from the trailers that i've seen though it, it seems like it's he's kind of a good guy but maybe not Maybe, Maybe not. I don't know.
1: Well, the main thing I'm just excited about is I'm hoping they carry this through to the point to where Carnage comes around because that's a bad guy.
2: Well, yeah, that's that's a bad guy too.
1: Carnage. Ooh.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the Predator movie and seeing it. I just haven't had time to get to the theaters, so I'll probably have to wait till it gets out on disc.
1: It's all this grown-up shit we have to do.
2: Yeah, it's it's
1: been a busy, Pay bills, busy raise few months. Families, you know.
2: <laughs> right.
1: But yeah, that's what I have, other than than excitedly waiting for – oh, God, I had the name in my head, The the Orville, to come back out.
2: Oh, yeah, that should be coming out here pretty soon.
1: I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, I I still got to get caught up on that. I'm so far behind on my shows now, too. I've got just a ton of crap to watch and catch up on, so – I was hoping to catch up on the last season of Orville. I've got still like the last half season of Orville to,
1: to watch before the new. It doesn't start getting good to the last half season.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah, I hear. I
1: really think it caught a stride there. It did really well around episode five, episode six. It really started getting its speed.
2: So I got to get caught up on that before the next season comes out and see if I can stay caught up. But it's probably not going to happen.
1: Yeah. I think it would be so much fun if they could find some way for Galaxy Quest to pop in, some kind of cameo. That would be weird. Well, sure. (laughs) But it's Seth MacFarlane. Like maybe they're watching an episode of Galaxy Quest on on, on some entertainment venue on the Orville.
2: (laughs) Assuming this is, you know, a universe where Galaxy Quest actually exists. It could be. (laughs) Could
1: be. Could be. It could be. All right. We ready
0: for the pod
2: crawl?
1: So I'm ready for the crawl. Let's do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Crawl, pod crawl, excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space repository full of information.
0: Welcome to South Africa, a land well known for its civil harmony and charm. But what <sighs> happens when an alien species shows up destitute and on the brink of death? The peaceful and benevolent peoples of Johannesburg welcome them with open arms and minds and integrate them into society while everyone benefits from a mutual knowledge exchange that advances everyone's quality of life. Did we watch the Ha, I movie? kid. They get shoved into a refugee <laughs> camp with little to no resources and almost everyone calls for their extermination or at least their exile to another land while treating them as less than the derogatory slur they have anointed uh, them with. Here's the movie. Enter madman Murdoch the II, the dumbest middle manager on earth who is put in charge of the eviction notice of the refugee camp. Hamming it up for the documentary cameras following him and his team, he hits just about every racist trope imaginable before exposing himself to some alien meth that starts to rot him from <laughs> the inside, just like human meth. It's actually transforming him into the alien species and, waste not one not, the military-industrial complex that employs him takes full advantage by quarantining him, stripping him of his humanity, after all, he's one of them now, and performing experiments on him involving alien technology that is biosecured. It's odd how Murdoch suddenly empathizes with the aliens when he's becoming one of them and isn't willing to just blindly kill one while testing the alien weapon capabilities, but he doesn't like wearing other's shoes, much less walking a mile huh. in them. While on the table waiting for a live alien autopsy, Murdoch escapes since he doesn't fancy having his live beating heart cut out of his chest and wanders the city as the shittiest manhunt in history ensues. <laughs> yeah. Having found his way back to District 9, Murdoch reunites with the alien Christopher and his son and discover they live on top of the command module that fell to Earth 25 years earlier. With promises of a reversal of his current growing skin condition, Murdoch agrees to help Christopher retrieve the black liquid that will get the command module back to the mothership and the aliens back home. With some alien weaponry purloined from the Nigerian crime boss in District 9, they break into the MNU research facility and locate the flask as well as several alien experiments. The movie breaks into action mode for the next half hour full of explosions, bullets, fancy gadgets and Murdoch still acting like the shittiest person alive complete with selfish ambition that fucks up the command module and puts all their work and sacrifice in jeopardy. Fortunately, Christopher's son is as intelligent as his father and manages to un the situation enough for Christopher to to beam the command Un-Murdoch. module up to the mothership and Murdoch somehow survives to continue being a shitty individual. The documentary interviews wrapped up with the aliens being shifted to another ghetto called, rather imaginatively, District Ten. The MNU's genetic research program was exposed, but the whistleblower is the one in jail. And roll alien Murdoch making trash flowers credits.
2: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was so, a good
1: one. No, I like this movie.
2: I did too. Well, for the most part,
1: I thought it was. I mean, uh, there's some there's some rough spots, but it it, it's, it was entertaining, and I wish they'd make a sequel.
2: So I I really like this movie except for you know the wasted super action scene that they put like you know I guess two thirds of the way through the movie almost to the end that seemed to waste they were they were hitting such deep contemporary topics and exploring uh-huh. those and then it's just uh-huh. like they pivoted all of a sudden into well fuck we don't have enough action explosions Jackson. so let's, yeah let's start you know throwing bullets and grenades and yeah this. It could have been a lot better. I, th- I think uh, I think it could have been a, a much more intelligent movie than what it ended up being.
1: Well, and one of the things that kind of irritated me was they spent twenty years trying to distill this black goo, right? And that was because it had, you know, come from other components within the ship that had found their way onto the planet. As I recall, that, that ship was hovering over Johannesburg for three months. So in in 90 days, they couldn't fix the ship. They couldn't find goo on the ship and, and leave.
2: Well, I mean, but if you look at the initial uh, video of the aliens, I think they were pretty fucked up. There was there was something well, that happened. Yeah. They were all malnourished and, and I lebarger. would and see
1: I wanted to know what that was. I did too. What caused them to not do a relatively obviously simple repair? I mean, even without the goo, the kid was able to remote control that thing. Right, right, right. So there were still systems operational on that ship. Well, no,
2: no, he, he couldn't remote control it until he had until after they put the goo in place.
1: Oh, was it the goo that was yeah. letting him?
2: Yeah, so talk to the ship. So that that black fluid was the was the one, or was the fluid that actually powered that command module? And then he was able it must to be ethanol. Yeah, it must be. Oh, you need some corn. Um, <laughs> and after that, he was able to remote control to the ship. But I, I guess it took about twenty years just to collect enough of the substance that they needed to distill into the the, the black fuel. Um, yeah, and I guess whenever you know Murdoch um, spewed, you know, I guess jacked off that container Money and, it, shot. and it spewed all over his face. I guess they didn't lose enough of that goo that it messed up their plans further on. So sure. But no, I. But I yeah, really yeah,
1: I'm glad you enjoyed this movie. I was eager to see it again. I've watched it probably four or five times before our most recent viewing.
2: I did. I really liked the movie. Um, I. I really I enjoyed wish, it. I really wish they would have gotten more into the background of, you know, where the aliens come came from, why they were all dicked up whenever they got there. Um, right they obviously were able to understand each other's languages because they communicated just fine. So in, in 20 years, they had fluent communications. Um, But I think this really pointed out and not in an exaggerated way, just the fucking, and let, let me uh, preface this by, you know, Making sure that everybody knows I am a fucking cynic at heart, um, but I oh, think yes. this—I think this definitely shows that humanity as a whole is there. Our basis instinct—we have room to for improvement. Shun things that aren't the same as us. So I mean, we see it in oh, contemporary yes. times, just on skin color alone, and, and and even culture. I can't imagine, you know. Aliens, uh, an entirely different intelligent and communicative species um, coming. I, I think it would play out a lot like this. So, but that's my, that's my. Well, but at the same
1: at time, point. they they do have a savage side. I mean, you push them hard enough. Who's that? The, the aliens. Well,
2: yeah. I mean, you, if you push anything hard enough, it's going to, it's going to reprise it's gonna fight back
1: well yes but would they fight back quite so hard i mean do you recall how the colonel died
2: oh yeah they took his head
1: <laughs> well they this, they dismembered him and while the head the eye while the eyes were still blinking that guy started eating it it's one thing to shoot somebody, it's another thing to digest somebody.
2: They've had 20 years being shoved in a ghetto and treated like worse than the fucking shrimp they were named after. <laughs> you know, you don't think there's a little fucking angst tied up in that?
1: I'm thinking two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, but three do. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, I mean, you you keep anybody under you know an oppressive thumb like that, and of course they're gonna fight back. I mean, shit. Humanity. not fight back. Mystery. I said eating. Well, I guess he was tasty. I guess so. <laughs> I mean the 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 Nigerian crime boss wanted to eat that dude, so it's not well, just. Well, that them. was
1: a weird religious thing.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh,
1: well. He's trying to get his power?
2: Maybe they were trying to get their power.
1: I don't think they were trying to get power. I think they were trying to get nutrition.
2: That may be too. I mean, they've been eating cat they had food a thing for cat trash. Food.
1: I'm just surprised it wasn't a name brand cat food. I think Frisky should have got in on that.
2: <laughs> what did they call it? Putty? Yeah, putty cat food. You didn't like putty? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a great
1: name I for I like cat putty. Food. I have to admit, I have had some putty. Have you? And the putty no, was good. No. Pictures or it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had putty in the can. Well, how
2: have you had putty?
1: More like a sushi
2: bar, fresh. <laughs> Wait, is this some kind of innuendo? No. Oh, you're not talking No, it was food. more of a
1: pate. Uh but, yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was really good. Um, unfortunately, I think it speaks just as true to today as it did back when it was made.
2: Yeah, I don't think...
1: Uh, H- so. Humanity is... And that's. I think that's one of the reasons why people have such a grim outlook on artificial intelligence. They think artificial intelligence is going to come to the same conclusion in a nanosecond.
2: Well, I mean, think about... So, again... My whole con- conjecture is artificial intelligence is not going to gain sentience or consciousness like everybody thinks it's going to. Um, I mean, we already have artificial intelligence, but we don't understand the nature of our own consciousness, much less how to identify True. it in an artificial you know machine capacity. But that being said, if it were to happen, can you imagine how we would treat that artificial intelligence? I mean, would we, like would we, well, at, at the best, I, I mean, I think that would be a best case scenario. I think the worst case scenario is we would again, you know, try to eliminate it. I mean, look at the, look at the fear that's going on now from just artificial intelligence and, mm-hmm. you know, it's nowhere near the capabilities of, of being conscious or conscious, conscious. Sure. Um if 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 it were actually, you know, to become conscious, I think there would be a a huge outcry to
1: get rid of it. Oh yes. And then there's also, you know, when we're looking at the aliens, um again, in the big ship hovering over a major metropolitan area, it's been done a few times. Alien Nation V Independence Day.
2: This movie did smack of Alien Nation a
1: lot. Yeah, but the uh, the thing that that um, kind of came into my mind was if, well, I'm not going to say if because I do believe that there is intelligent life elsewhere in the galaxy and the universe that just hasn't necessarily shown up here. We do kind of live in the boonies on the arm of the Milky Way. But um, were it to show up, I don't know that, if it did have an a, 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 an intelligence similar to our own and not just regard us as another form of insect life on the planet um i don't know that they'd even want to stop for gas what well, would you i don't think i would no i mean
2: well let's <laughs> let's use your your metaphor you know boonies at the edge of the uh, uh, at the edge of the milky way so let's say you're deep in i don't know the ozark mountains and there's this you know old rusted out gas station and you're running low you're running on fumes are you gonna stop or are you gonna listen to those banjos in the background and keep on going
1: well let's let's take it even better let's give it a more specific example let's say that there's a bunch of people in cloaks jumping around a large fire in a small town that you're driving through with newspapers on your truck that you're delivering Would you pull over and get us? Would you? Would you get a soda? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. But yeah, the, uh, the 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 whole thing is, you know, I some of the stuff that I find interesting is how again, at least they made the aliens look a lot different from us but their their intelligence seemed to be on the same level. I, I It kind of makes me wonder, do you really think that an alien intelligence would evolve in a similar line to our own?
2: Well, I mean, so I don't know that their intelligence was on the same level. I think, I, again, I think uh, they kind of described their society as sort of a... Uh, uh, Kind of a hive mind society, or maybe a, a um, I guess an intelligence with a worker society. So the so Christopher was was probably you know the the leader of the group, the intelligent one of the group, and everybody else was fairly dim, you know, the worker class. Um, yeah. But Christopher, I think, was probably far more intelligent than most everybody
1: else on earth just from you know now that you mention it he was smaller than the other ones too
2: yeah i i don't think that i noticed that but yeah i think you're probably right
1: the workers were bigger and stronger
2: yeah that that does seem kind of the case and were there any other green ones he was green his son was green maybe that's something else i don't know of course, maybe I'm looking at, you know, coloration
1: again, and that's, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Listen, up, whatever. <laughs> You're no bigot, my God.
2: Um, But yeah, so I think they're, they're, at least their knowledge, they may not be any more intelligent, but their knowledge base is certainly deeper than ours. Um, they've, yeah. they've either at least conquered intergal- intergalactic travel, if not, you know, intra- intergalactic travel if not intergalactic tra- travel because
1: yeah, they're definitely stellar. The
2: star map that he was manipulating whenever uh, he was about to to leave Earth, you know, it showed several galaxies and so I think he may have picked a, another galaxy. So he, he they may not even have originated from the Milky Way galaxy or that just may have been some fancy special effects. So one of the things I think that we should have, you know, gotten a little backstory on one of the things that I wish they right. had, uh, extrapolated on so but regardless of if their intelligence is is more or the same and the, just their knowledge base or their history is deeper I mean does it matter I'm just curious I mean any, any species
1: that had a lot of weapons And if they were halfway smart, you know, you would have thought, especially when they had those weapons inside District 9, the Nigerians certainly got a hold of them. I don't know what's in cat food that they're so keen on, but that stuff's got to be like meth. So there's... It can't be good for them. (laughs) I
2: know. So it's uh, there's actually an explanation for why they did cat food. Um, Apparently... uh... The idea of them being upset, and this is from IMDb's trivia section, the idea of the prawns being obsessed with cat food came from two inspirations. Uh, In impoverished areas of Johannesburg, director Neil Blomkamp would see people selling cheese poofs and other snack foods out of uh, large three-foot-tall bags and wanted the aliens to have a similar cheap food. Uh, And then the decision to make them uh, eat cat food came from one of the producers who used to use canned cat food to bait traps when fishing for prawns in Vancouver. So, uh, so since they called them prawns and somebody was fishing for shrimp using cat food, uh, that's, that's kind of how they got that connection.
1: Okay. That's fun. That's fun. But yeah, I thought it was a pretty good show. I, I really think that, 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 uh, our, our antagonist, protagonist, hero, anti-hero was kind of f- screwed from the beginning with his father-in-law being the boss. Oh, yeah. So he kind of... Just looking for a reason to get rid of him. Yeah, you
2: kind of get the the idea that he sent him on that that eviction uh, project in the hopes that some some kind of riot would break out
1: and he would eliminate yeah. his
2: son-in-law. <laughs>
1: which most father-in-laws would probably be right in line with. Yeah,
2: it's either he'll either get them evicted and and moved and it's a win for me or he'll get himself killed and I won't have him as my son-in-law, which is a win for me. So it's a win-win
1: situation for exactly. him. Exactly. And it's it's it was I also thought it was refreshing that the wife didn't betray him or anything that she really did love him. Yeah, yeah, that was
2: which I'm not, was nice. not sure how that happened. I mean, she must have a soft spot for idiots.
1: I, I don't know. But look at all the odd pairings we see in life. How did that person end up with this person? It's got to be love. It's got to be love. Love is blind, right? Oh, yes. And sometimes deaf and mute. Right. But no, I, I, I got a kick out of that. I I thought it was neat how they showed the evolution of uh I, I wouldn't say it was more like uh, some people would say that our hero um his eyes were opened. I think it was more of a matter of survival.
2: Yeah, I don't think he learned really. anything through his
1: I don't think he did it at all. Maybe, maybe
2: at the very end. But I wonder if you know, after the three years, if Christopher comes back and, and is able to bring him back and, and transform him back into a human, is he going to take that? I mean, and if he does take that, what's he going to do with the knowledge that he's gained as being an alien for three years and living among them well, and see, understanding and I'm hoping the hoping that, he does that take comes it along with it?
1: And I mean, or, or maybe he doesn't have a choice. Maybe he's he, he devolves so much that it's just his his remnants of humanity are just more instinctual. He doesn't know why he's making these things for that for his ex-wife or widow or whatever you want to call her. He just knows that he is. He has a compulsion to do it.
2: Well, but then, and then now, that now, you're, when, now you're downplaying their intelligence. I mean, these, this is obviously. No, no, no. I'm talking species. about the
1: transformation.
2: No, even the... I'm thinking he
1: may actually be full alien and he just has these remnants of humanity in him.
2: But again, you're... And that
1: maybe when they start bringing him back, he's able to glean that knowledge and we can make him a really awesome hero.
2: But what is...
1: For the next movie. What's
2: the difference between their thinking and our thinking that makes us uniquely human i mean you saw that christopher was protecting his child that christopher wanted to protect his people i mean is that not yes. is that not are those not endearing human traits i mean is that not what makes us want to or the instincts that we use to survive why would they be different well, in a I, i'm why not sure that we can argue that the heroes even that
1: highly advanced
2: well, you're right. He was thinking purely of himself and nobody else. Right. So why would you want him to retain that human uh, trait?
1: Well, I was just thinking maybe, you know, he would realize that was bad. That He would learn from his experience.
2: Well, and I, I hope he does. That That's what I'm saying is I hope that he really grows from the experience of being an alien and if he is turned back to a human how how does he use that is he going to is he going to use that to maybe you know try to bridge a gap and right the wrongs that yeah. that they did uh, yeah. to the alien species I'll for 20 years or is he yeah. going to go back to his purely selfish form and go back to his wife or or back into humanity and start treating the aliens like shit again
1: uh well, go back it's to a fiction movie, wings? so I'm going to say the former. It's fiction, so I'm going to say the former.
2: Well, you're 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 far more of an optimist than I am.
1: Yes. That's my job.
2: Well, judging from the entire movie and the way he acted up to the very bitter fucking <laughs> end, I would
1: say it's probably the latter. I think he's going to find a way to bring humans and, and and the aliens together because don't forget about that picture on the magazine cover.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> he was doing everything to get everybody to come together. Yeah, he was doing everything. You he see could where do I went come. there? Yeah. Come together <laughs> simultaneously. Yeah. No,
2: I don't even think he was trying to get it. Get them to come together. I think he was
1: just trying to get his nut and fuck the other dude. That no. No, no, no! Come on, you're making it cheap and dirty.
2: <laughs> no, I'm I am following the same line that the character is following. He has shown no altruistic uh, <laughs> traits whatsoever in this film, up until maybe the very last moment. Yeah, you're right, as usual. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so, this movie. How much do you think this movie took to make? I mean, we've seen some... We've How much seen, do I think
1: it costs to make? Yeah,
2: we've seen some movies gonna that say, have worse special effects that took a lot of fucking money.
1: Well, I thought some of the special effects were pretty good, really.
2: Oh, I thought the special effects in this movie were excellent. I'm saying that some of the previous um, movies
1: that we've seen had shittier... Oh, effects. yeah. No, I thought this movie was... Really, pretty well made. I was quite pleased with it. Um, I would say, because I haven't looked at those numbers, I would say this movie costs $30 million to make.
2: Well, you were spot fucking on. It is estimated a $30 million budget, and cumulative worldwide gross is 210, almost 211 million. That's a moneymaker. Yeah, so it, it did really well. Um, opening weekend alone, it made its money back at $37 million. Grossed 115 in the U.S., so it was only what almost 100 million. I wonder why, since it's so
1: successful, they haven't made a sequel yet.
2: Does it need a sequel? I mean, I think it. I think it speaks for itself. I think. uh, I don't. I don't know where they would go with a sequel.
1: I think it would be cool if they if they made a sequel um, that you don't see Christopher or. Dwight, uh, maybe maybe uh, 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 hear about Dwight, Dwight's mentioned you, you there might be a couple of the aliens that you think might be Dwight. Oh, you
2: mean Vicus?
1: Yeah. And maybe at the very end of the sequel there's something about maybe somebody like on Hubble or something picks up an object approaching that could be the aliens returning. But I think it would be interesting to see more about the, I'll just call it what I think it is, the dystopian future of humanity. Because at last count, it was over 2 million aliens.
2: Yeah, it was 2.5 million they're aliens. They're breeding.
1: Yeah. They're breeding fast. And what what might occur with um Maybe something they can provide that would help keep humanity alive and we have through out of necessity come to some kind of a uneasy peace. Forced integration or something, you know, changing in the global environment or, or whatever. But I just think it's a fun universe that they've created with this storyline. Because I'm afraid if they just went to a sequel and the aliens, you know, Christopher comes back with the cavalry, it's just going to be an Independence Day thing, just fighting. Yeah, and I don't want to see that again. I I, I don't want to see that either. I think it'd be more interesting to maybe see just the fighting amongst humans and society in general, and find out that maybe these guys have a cure for AIDS or Ebola or cancer or something.
2: Well, according within to them according to
1: and it's probably a key component of it is cat food.
2: According to some of the people that were interviewed in the documentary, their heart can cure everything. Diabetes, high blood pressure. Oh, right. I just got a about snack that. on that shit.
1: Well, yeah. Maybe maybe if you cooked it, I don't know. Uh, yeah.
2: Think it tastes like shrimp?
1: Oh, it would be funny if it tasted like chicken.
2: <laughs> Everything tastes like chicken.
1: That's part of the Matrix, baby. Right. But, no, I I would like to see them make a sequel. I could even see this becoming a, an interesting television series.
2: I could see them make this into a television series <clears throat> so they could really dig into some of the themes that they started exploring and then jumped into to fucking action film territory and... Ignored, yeah.
1: Um,
2: I could, I could see that, like they most. did
1: with Alien Nation. Yeah, so it, it was a good movie and it was a good TV series for the short run that it had. Yeah,
2: I mean Alien Nation touched along, upon a lot of these these uh, themes, and I think that's why this reminded me so much of Alien Nation, much more so than like V. If you compare Alien Nation with V, and V was just you know aliens sneaking, you know, that was more Invasion of the Body Snatchers than,
1: yeah. But it had it had Freddy Krueger.
2: That's true. It did. Freddy Krueger. was had he already been Freddy Krueger at that point, or was this pre Freddy no. Krueger?
1: Robert Englund and V was uh, the original V was pre Krueger. I want to say it was pre Krueger by about two years. Yeah,
2: I had forgotten that Johnny Depp was in the original Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: Oh, had you? Yeah.
2: I just watched that the other day, you know, it being Halloween In season. In fact,
1: I think Nightmare on Elm Street was pre Twenty One Jump Street.
2: Yeah, yeah, this was this was Johnny one of Johnny Depp's first roles. So,
1: yeah, Johnny Depp's got Dick Clark can Dick, Dick Clark syndrome.
2: I I wouldn't know. Um, he he wears a lot of eye makeup. He's, so he's, he he's, really not, he's aging way too good. <laughs> right,
1: right. Dick Clark, you know, he didn't age until bless his heart, he had that bad stroke. And then he definitely started showing his age, but even then he just looked his age after the stroke. So that says something. Yeah, but it's I mean, he really took care of himself. Johnny Depp takes really good care of himself. I don't think
2: that was Dick Clark after the stroke. I think uh I think he uh sucked Ryan Seacrest's soul and they did a soul switch and Is that what yeah. it was? So, Which would
1: bring us to the to the sci fi movie Life Force. Right. So it's really Ryan
2: Seacrest is really Dick Clark and that's how he just he continues through the ages.
1: Uh, could mm-hmm. be. Do you remember the name of the space shuttle that was in the movie Life Force? It just popped into my I don't head. think I've
2: ever seen the movie Life Force.
1: Well, the name of the shuttle was the Churchill. The
2: Churchill.
1: Which I thought was very interesting since it was an American shuttle. But <laughs> well, Churchill. Churchill was half American anyway.
2: Yes, he was. He dual
1: citizen. Was it was his mother or his daddy American? Wasn't his mom American?
2: Uh yeah, I think so. Let me check that. I think out. his dad was English and his mother was American. Let's do a little research on the fly here. But his soul was all Scotch. <laughs> all Scotch. Winston yes, Scotch sweats Churchill.
1: There you go. Yeah, he was a well-blended old boy. <laughs> I still remember that quote where that lady at whatever gathering walked up to Churchill and said, You, sir, are an insufferable drunk. And his reply was, Yes, madam, that may be the case. However, in the morning or come the morrow, I shall be sober and you shall remain looking the same. Yes.
2: Yes. His father oh, was man. Lord Randolph Churchill and his mother ah, was okay. Jenny Churchill née Jerome. She was from an American family whose substantial wealth derived from finance according to uh, Wikipedia
1: knowledge of all things. Money laundering Yeah, got it They were into the dope Allegedly They were all about the dope Probably not Yeah, whatever <laughs> It's all about drugs It's America, it's all about drugs
2: all right, so you got any awards for this?
1: I have some awards. What you got? What's who's got your black lung? My award? smoking. My black lung award's gonna go to the Nigerian drug lord. Okay. Or not the not the drug. I, he wasn't a drug lord. Uh, he's I guess, just a crime lord. Just, yeah, crime boss. Crime lord. Yeah. So when did he smoke? I didn't. I what didn't notice he, that. Yeah, he was
2: smoking. On screen, or you just figure he's smoking? No, no, on screen. Oh, I missed that. I was actually pretty enthralled in the movie, so I, I kind of missed, I, or I didn't catch is Isn't it smoking. neat when that happens? Yeah, it, it
1: really is. Just kind of a moment. I told you you were going to enjoy this film. Yeah, he he didn't. He, I mean, he wasn't in the movie that much, but every time he was in the movie, he was either starting a cigarette or throwing one out.
2: See, I didn't even I didn't even notice that. That's weird. So, because right. I didn't notice any smoking in this movie, unless you're talking, you know, smoking corpses and and
1: barrels of weapons. Let me guess you're gonna are you gonna be like Rob and give it to the building? Nope.
2: Nope. It's going to <laughs> our our onomer, honorary default. Duck coddle.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So, uh, well, he knows how to properly administer the right dosage of that prawn heart. I'm, I'm sure he does. He's
2: and and. I'm sure he's not one of those that would be experimenting on the, the aliens. I think I think no. our Doc Coddle is a little more altruistic than that. Oh, very much. So my head lush again. I didn't notice anybody drinking in this movie. Um and that may have just been an oversight on my part because I was into this movie up until, you know, all the action scenes and then I kinda, you know, started taking really? notes okay. and stuff and then when it got back to okay. the end, so Uh, My head, Lush, is going to our our honorary awardee, Richard Dawson.
1: (laughs) Survey says... Well, my Head Lush Award is going to go to the prawn at the very beginning of the movie that looked like he was drinking antifreeze and vomited out <laughs> all over the floor. Yes, I remember that. At the beginning right. of the eviction. Yes,
2: you're right. Oh, I, did, I didn't even think about that one, but that is a good one, yes. Because even they said, have you had a little bit too much to drink there, eh? Yes, yes, yes you're right. Absolutely right. I, Yeah, I totally missed that. But yeah, I remember that because that was good. I don't know what the fuck he puked, but it was not a, a color found in nature. It was nasty. Oh, my God, that was It was gross. nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so who's got your player award?
1: Oh, the player award's going to go to the star. He mounted a pride. <laughs> so my player award... And he had a beautiful wife. That's true. He did.
2: So that that is a that is a good player. So he,
1: everything that he lacked in intelligence and charisma, he must have made up for somewhere else. Yeah. That thing must have shot rainbows or
2: something. I don't know. I don't know. But Yeah, so my player award's actually gonna go to the Photoshopper that put him in the position of fucking an alien you know, doggy style. Yeah. Cause I don't think right. he's got the actual skills to seduce an alien to, uh, to, to get in. Yeah. That but position. you gotta
1: think he got that beautiful wife. So maybe he did. Uh, maybe. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We didn't watch the director's cut. We don't know what happened. That's true. And they didn't, they didn't go after into- he got hit with that money shot from the black goo tube.
2: Yeah. Well, but he had the wife before. So, I mean, he's, he's got some kind of redeeming quality. Be it physical or. Of course he does. I don't know. Pre goo. (laughs) Post goo. (laughs) And, uh, but he does get my Purple Hippo award because he definitely um, experienced some life altering, uh, you know, vision whenever uh, he started turning into an alien himself. So. He's, he's definitely getting oh, my yes. purple hippo award.
1: Yeah. I, I, I was going to give him my purple hippo award until I got thinking and I thought, no, I'm going to give it to the entire race of aliens and that cat food because they were like, they turned over that mech for a hundred cans of cat food. Yeah, that's true. They really do like, they originally said 10, they originally said uh, 10,000 or a thousand cans. They said, no, we'll give you a hundred. They're like, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Their, their negotiating skills leave some, some room for improvement. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, that cat food must, must have something in it or it must do something to their metabolism that, that acts like a narcotic. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I agree with you there. It's I agree be. with you there. Because they're 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 thinking some crazy stuff. They're saying They're getting something out of that cat food,
2: and he enjoyed but my that original cat food. was
1: going to be was going to be for our hero. Well,
2: but, your um, hero. He was not a hero of mine.
1: Well, i meant for the movie. The hero. Well, I think
2: the hero in the or the yeah. I think the hero. He in the was movie. the
1: protagonist in the film. Was he?
2: I don't know. I think Christopher yes. was the protagonist in the movie.
1: Well, yeah, but at the same time, he 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 did the noble sacrifice
2: at the very fucking end. But he didn't even really sacrifice. He didn't sacrifice.
1: He took the he took the hits and everything to make sure Christopher could get away at the very end.
2: He caught he caught that rocket propelled grenade. Yep. But that wasn't a sacrifice. Right. That was just him, you know. Can you catch a rocket propeller? If I had a mech, I might.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm not gonna catch one with my bare hand. Are you crazy?
1: <laughs> it's like that. What what's that? I can't think of the comedian that does all the ventriloquist dummies. Oh, um. He's got peanut.
2: Oh, what is his name? I can't, yeah, think, yeah, of I can't his name. think of
1: his name. Either. But that one where he's he's talking to the superhero one, he's like, Can you stop a speeding bullet? And he's like, Once. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, that's funny. I can do it once. <laughs> can you catch a, a rocket propelled grenade? Once. Just once. <laughs> All right. So we got the awards issued. I think we're both going to give this thumbs up. I definitely give it a
2: thumbs up. I really, really wish they had, you know, I, I, it's not that I don't want any action, but you know, half an hour's worth of action in a movie that's about two hours long. I mean, I don't know. It. I think they could have used that to make the movie better. I think they could have used that time to explore some of the themes that they were, they were looking at a lot deeply or a lot deeper. Um, the the, mm. the racism the the xenophobism the xenophobia
1: and they probably could have increased their profits cuz that would have shaved about 5 million off the budget
2: yeah it might um although i think <laughs> shit a 30,000 or 30 million dollar budget and the graphics that they had i think they did an excellent job and uh,
1: all of oh, those they did
2: were cg job. except for the the aliens that were in that lab that had been you know experimented on everything else was all computer graphics, and and it was excellent. And it's not like they skimped on that because they had
1: close-ups
2: on all of those aliens. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it was detailed. And
1: comparing it to, it was really the, good. It was a fun show. Yeah, comparing it to the graphics, there were a couple of times during the when I was watching it a few nights ago, there were a couple of times that I had to stop and remind myself I need to pay more attention. Yeah, because I was just moving with it, you know.
2: Now comparing it to the graphics that were in like R I P D Oh
1: Oh Night and yeah. Day. No fucking comparison.
2: And I want to say those had similar but budgets. They
1: didn't they didn't have footloose
2: in this one. Well, movie. that's true. They didn't. I don't think they needed it. <laughs> really don't think they needed it. <laughs> I thought the cast was great too. I thought everybody did a great job. I did too. So, I th- I think this is a, a a very good movie all around. Again, it, it's just a it, it's not necessarily a minor quibble, but it is, you know, it's it's not the worst thing that's happened when they went to, you know, an action action sequel.
1: And see if they were to make a pre a, a sequel or even a prequel to this. I think that would afford a good opportunity to give the backstory that you and I would both like to have,
2: yeah, yeah, although i do I do like your idea of a of like a limited run series or a series maybe on like h b o or or a premium cable channel where they can they can really delve sure. into some some deeper issues or even Netflix or even Netflix yeah netflix amazon somebody something that's not you know constrained by. Something that's not
1: CBS.
2: Right. Yeah. I don't think this would work on ABC, NBC, CBS. Something that's constrained by, yeah. you know, ratings or, you know, a, a network censorship kind of thing. So.
1: Right. Um,
2: all right. So we're ready to uh, either pick our next movie or randomly draw.
1: Oh, let's do a random. You know me. I like I like random. to roll
2: those fucking dice. All right. So we've got 110 titles on our big list of sci-fi titles. You need to pick a number between 2 and 111. 110. 110. Ho, 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 ho. Okay. So. You have picked... The original Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. All right. So, looks like next week we are going to be discussing the first episode of the original Battlestar Galactica. Now, the original series did something a little bit different than uh, than the new series. And I think we should kind of hold true to that a lot of the episodes that they uh released uh weren't just hour-long episodes so like the first episode of battlestar galactica
1: let me is long it is it is it is long um a very near and dear friend of mine purchased every single one of those episodes (laughs) for me
2: the first episode of Battlestar Galactica actually includes the first technically three episodes of Battlestar Galactica. yeah um yeah. yeah it's it's like two hours and 19 minutes so they this was a this was a major TV kind of uh, event back whenever they first aired this so. I say it was
1: also a major court case between them and George Lucas. <laughs> <That's> true, <laughs> they kind of accused them of because in Canada this was released as a as a feature film, right?
2: They uh, they kind of accused them of, of stealing some special effects and sound effects. So, um, so I say that we watched the Battlestar Galactica as it was shown on TV way back in the day, which would include uh, the first three episodes. S- saga of a Star World 1 through 3. Um, right. As it was intended. And then... Uh, okay. Uh, discuss that next week. What say you?
1: I agree. So say we all. Let's do it.
2: So next week we are discussing... Yeah. 1978's Battlestar Galactica. Episodes 1 through 3. Saga of a Star World. Looking forward to it. Um, I re- I've seen some bits and pieces of the original series. I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through from beginning to end. So
1: I think the, I mean, I, I like the new Battlestar reboot. There's a lot of things I like about it, but overall I get more warm fuzzies in my feels with the original than I do with the reboot.
2: <laughs> but are you going to be able to look at this with, uh, an an open mind and a non-biased eye? Absolutely not. <laughs> Well, I guess that's going to fall to me then, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're never overly critical at all. No, if- yeah, I think somewhere in between. I, th- I think the unbiased and, 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 and everything is going to have to fall upon that of the listeners. Yeah,
2: probably. I don't know where you're getting Somewhere that- between me and these is the road to yeah, truth. I don't know where you're getting that I've ever been overly critical. I just call him like I see him.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i got it i got it no i w- seriously i will do my best i i i give you my I word know you i will. will do my best. i know
2: you will all right well that's got us for this week our intro and outro music is welcome home by cambo pod crawl music is snack Mix" by machette if you like the show please rate and review us on itunes google play spotify stitcher pod chaser and blueberry you can leave us feedback at space.com on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at space at outlook.com. I've been Jason. And
1: I'm still red. And we'll talk to you next week. Take it easy, guys. Later.